Our contact details are 0892102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at otherwise SAFM or at SAFM Radio. Today we look into the pages of women's magazines guided by their editors. Sally Amory of Good Housekeeping, Aspasia Karras of Marie Claire, Dudum Vimbile Shabane of True Love, Anna Rich, senior editor at Fair Lady, Sheena Adams of Destiny, and finally, Nawal Nolwazimzuli of Essays of Africa. But first... Chew on these wise words. The Lunch Bite on SAFM. Now, last week I started talking to you about mindfully moving, so taking a walk. And today I'm going to introduce you to a mindful tasting exercise. Take a small piece of chocolate, a raisin or a toffee of some sort. Center yourself with a few breaths. Put the treat in your mouth and keep it there without chewing or swallowing, but prolonging its presence in your mouth. Fully concentrate on the taste sensation and all the different characteristics as it moves around your tongue. Be gently aware of your breathing so that the two are harmonious. After the taste is dissolved, focus on your breath for a few moments before resuming your activities. You will have had a brief time out and enhanced your taste buds. 107.1, 107.1, the home of SAFM in Seapoint. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, Sally, Emery, welcome. I hope you weren't you weren't enticed there to put something in your mouth. <laughs> I was thinking, no, no, little block of chocolate stone to chance like that in my mouth. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, and you, Shadow? I'm good, and I'm, I see you are into emojis. I'm so into emojis. I always, always rolled my eyes at emojis, and now I don't quite know how to function without them. I know. I, I, I just my, Mine today, when I opened your magazine, was yeah. the dance emoji. Do you like the, the, the dancing red dress girl? <laughs> I, I love the dancing red dress girl because I found the biggest secret that I'm going to start using, yes. uh, that 12-minute anti-aging trick. Isn't it Fabulous. Oh, my word. I mean, and to think, you know, they, they say, you know, the best things, um, you know, come in small packages, and I think that's the incredible thing about it. I mean, it originated in the 1950s. Helen Mirren swears she's been doing it um, since then, and she's 70 years old, Shadow. Can you believe it? And looks like a 50-year-old. I know, and I mean, the wonderful thing about this, and I think especially with us busy women trying to fit so much into our lives, is it takes, takes 12 minutes. You need no exercise equipment. And because it was devised actually as an Air Force exercise plan, it was allowed to take place in a very small space, Mm. you know, in the barracks. Mm. Mm. So you really just need somewhere where you can stretch your arms out, lie down on the ground, and um, set aside 12 minutes a day uh, for four days of the week. I am so grateful for it because as of today, I started... And I'm, I'm going, I hope I continue for the rest of my life. Yes, but they're really simple, aren't they? They are. I mean, you think, why did I think of it? I know, <laughs> and, um, and easy to follow, you know, with a little step-by-step. So um, there, it really is something that you can actually look at, tear out, stick up, and, and commit to. The other favorite for me is parenting. We spoke to Super Nanny Joe Frost. And um, I think that, you know, I loved, um, we were so fortunate to get an interview with her. And, mm. um, you know, as I said to her, we, we don't want to talk about one specific thing. I think with parenting, you know, there's so many of us at different ages and stages with our kids. And mm. um, so she really gives advice right through from my newborn won't sleep through to, you know, teenagers that aren't, aren't engaging with you. And I found her advice actually um really solid and, and what I also like about Jo Frost's approach is she really makes you stop and question yourself um, you know there's not um, and makes you stop and think 
Oh, and then, and when you read read it, it, it just seems to make so much sense. And I, I think there's lots of valuable information in there and well, practical practical tips on how to rectify things. Simply because we never stop parenting, I think. No, uh, so <laughs> as you, I think we've spoken about that before. Hey, Shadow, it doesn't, you know, they might have finished school or leave home, but it it, it just uh, it never goes away. Yeah, yeah, so very useful information indeed. Um, and then um, it's it's uh, weekends time again. We're yes. spending weekends outdoors. And aren't we spoiled in oh, South Africa? Goodness. You know, I just think that so many of us um, have access to so many fantastic places just literally an hour or two's drive away. Um, and because it's summertime, we focused on beach houses, budget budget-friendly beach houses mm-hmm. that can accommodate big families. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just found some absolute gems the whole way up the West Coast and all the way up um, the, the KwaZulu-Natal Coast. So um, just lots of great places to escape to, either with an extended family. We put a budget cap on it, so it needed to be, and there's a lot that come in under, but the maximum was 2,000 rand a night for four people. And, um, yeah, so there's lots of, we found some gems. I'm actually looking forward to exploring them. Which is a steal, really, but now yeah. they, they're all going to be fully booked because now you put them in the <laughs> It was interesting, actually. Some of the ones that we found, um, they said, no, 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 we don't want to be here. We don't want to spoil it for people. So um, I'm sorry for anyone who thought they had a secret spot and they've now seen it in the magazine. <laughs> but you always cost me money, Sally, because when you come up with things like Simply Country, then I want to redo my whole house. And it's such a lovely vibe, isn't it? I mean, oh. just really beautiful, fresh colors. Um, oh. And, uh, you know, to turn your home into a sanctuary. And, and you know, I think uh, you do say that we cost you money, but I think this is with good housekeeping, what we really do try to do is in terms of decor, it's not about overhauling your whole place. It's mm. about the small little things that you can add to maybe give mm. your room a theme or a certain look. No, it's absolutely beautiful. I really love it. It talks to me in many languages. Great. And um, it's, lastly, it's Breast Cancer Awareness mm. Month. Yes. Um, any any advice out there that you have? Well, you know, early detection is always the key thing, but I, the approach that we took um, this month in ter- in, with our breast cancer story was we actually, con- through cancer, we got hold of, um, of of different breast cancer survivors and mm-hmm. asked them what is the key bit of advice that they wish the rest of us knew. Mm-hmm. And um, I found their stories so moving and, and very potent and really made me stop and, and, and appreciate what I have. You know, the stuff like that nobody is immune. Appreciate mm. your me time, and also things that once a friend of if someone a friend of yours or someone you know is going uh, is going through um, breast cancer treatment, you know different things that you can do to help them. Um, mm. You know stuff like chemotherapy. It's not just the first day that when you have chemotherapy that your symptoms are the worst. You mm. know um, things about um, not everything, not all my moods, not all the things I say can be blamed on breast cancer. And I just thought, um, and and also I was so grateful for Bobby Ware from Polokwane, and he. Male suffering breast cancer, and for him mm-hmm. to share his story and say, "Listen, guys, it's not just about the woman." And um, you know, I always I, I always appreciate when people are willing to be open um, to this sort of publicity and to spreading messages. Uh, I really appreciated them talking to us. No, very fantastic read. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Sally. Thank you, Shana. and have yourself a great month until we talk again. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is good housekeeping. Go out. It's on your shelves. And when we come back. Talking to Aspasia Karras, editor of Marie Claire. Some things come naturally to SAFM, SAFM. like being SA's news and information leader. SAFM, 104 to 107. Shadow Twala on SAFM. Aspasia Karras, welcome. Hello. Hello, lovely Shadow. Where How have you been? You? I've missed you. 
I know. It's been <laughs> such a busy time. Are you traveling again? I'm not. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, um, that's what I wrote my editor's note about in this edition. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. But I liked, again, your Giorgio Armani quote. Uh, Elegance is not about <laughs> being noticed. It's about being remembered. <laughs> and this 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 issue also has the kinds of things that will make people be remembered, especially around fashion. But mainly, you've concentrated on scents. Scent, yeah. So it's our big pre de parfum awards, which are scent awards. Um, so we give you the lowdown on all the perfumes. I tell you, we smelt them all. You did. It's quite extreme. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so I think we came up with some bangers. I won't tell you what um, one, because that would give it all away. Yeah. But um, we're also busy running online, like this amazing... Are you there? We're in a perfume a day. Yes, I'm there. Okay, can you yes. hear me? I can hear you. We're then. winning a perfume a day online because of the scent. So we're really celebrating scent this October. Absolutely. And I didn't know you could have a whole wardrobe of perfume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought that was really cute, kind of uh, pairing the classic with the scent. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and of course, they're not cheap, eh? You know what? Um, there's a mix. But no, but I think the thing with scent is that it's become quite a subtle affair. So, so people are really, you can, you can, well actually some of them are incredibly powerful. I mean the classics, the, the classic scents, the Michael Kors, the Pacroban, those ones, just are really, um, stand the test. Yeah, no. I, I mean, people they, love them. You know, no, we we do fall in love. I I I buy the same one every year. Um, and what do you buy? What is your? Uh, what is no, I'm not going to say. Of I'm course, you must tell us. No, I'm not going to say because I want to. Now say so much. Say so much about it. I know. I know. I'm and I don't want to be both. passionately in love with uh, Joe Malone, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Sea Salt, and now I can't even remember. There's something involving sea salt mm, mm. in it. And I was like, what a crazy idea. I think it's like super innovative. Absolutely amazing. Um, now, now the, the Desert Ablaze, where did you find this, this, this event? I mean, it looks like... Well, this, most- is, this is the Burning Man event. And this is the, actually the original Burning Man. So they go out into the Nevada desert every year. It's crazy. And they create their own economy. And you basically, you you don't, nothing is sold or bought in the week. You barter. And there's so many things that go on. It's dancing. It's a dancing festival. There's music. There's yoga in the morning. I mean, you'll see when you look at it. And it's like kind of this gigantic artistic installation in the desert, which is so beautiful. And we thought the pictures were fantastic. And then what's also, I mean, you do know that it happens in South Africa as well, Africa birds. And oh, people go off. is that what it is? Yes. So this is the original festival. Oh my goodness! I want to go there. I want to. I want to find myself <laughs> there. <laughs> you know. You know what you, you, do, you need for this festival is like you need to make a plan involving how you are going to cleanse yourself, okay. eh? Because I'm always because there's you know nothing. So you have to kind of arrive maybe with one of those motor cars that have bathrooms in them. And then the second thing is, what are you going to trade? And I've heard some crazy stories. I mean, people trade 
gin and tonic. <laughs> so they open a gin bar every afternoon or they trade tarot card readings or just all sorts of nutty stuff. It's wonderful. I love I love the the fashion pages the 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 the, the you know nautical mile it's it's all so beautiful um and and the out of africa and there's a, type thing yeah mm. isn't it lovely and then there's a big focus on bags as well mhm yes i saw and that and so we tell you what bags to buy this season and which ones will also survive the test of time because, you know, if you're going to drop a certain amount of money on a bag, you want to make sure that it's um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 a good one. I don't know about bags, eh? Because they're in and out of, 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 you know, the trends change so often, and yet you put so much money, as you say, into one. So I'm glad that one can buy a bag I, that can last uh, quite a, a few seasons. Yes, exactly. That's how I feel. Buy a classic-looking one that will, like, you know, stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what are, what are we doing with Cancer Awareness Month? Um, we focused on a really um, lovely charity, um, which now, because I don't have the magazine right in front of yes, me, yes. But, but she basically did a wonderful, she, she, she went the mother-daughter child clinics, um, they're basically training women, and now you can just go to the page on Marie Cares and find it for me so that it don't sound like a blithering idiot. <laughs> no, the, the thing <laughs> is, you are doing me, something I'm about it. On December. I know, I know. So <laughs> and this I'm is... like, oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Sidney, I, 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 know, I know that you, you're far ahead of us, but thank you so much uh, for, for making you. time yes. to talk to us. And thanks for a gorgeous magazine again. I love the scent. Oh, and I want to say that this month we also interviewed, we got Mandy Mina to interview all the comedians of the country. Yes, of course. The female comedians. And I am just delighted that we women, because, you know, there was a long, for a long period, people would say, no, women aren't as funny as men. Yeah. Um, and I think that women's comedy is having a real moment. And so that was a big thing that we focused on. We just loved it. Well, also with, with Trevor Noah doing what he's doing, I think exactly. there's, there's a Zoom on, on comedy and comedians so, from South So we Africa. thought it was a moment to celebrate. Well, fantastic. Our funny bones. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Aspasia. Thank you. Thank Have you. a lovely afternoon. You Bye. take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Marie-Claire, Aspasia uh, Karras. The, oh, the perfumes on this one. <laughs> All right. And, and then when we come back, we are speaking with uh, Dudu Mvimbi Lishabane. Um, in fact, Dudu is of True Love magazine, but I believe the deputy editor of True Love, Mbomi Zulu, is going to talk to us after this. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, putting the ladies in the limelight. Putting the ladies in the limelight. Well, Mbomi, hello. Hi, Ma, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I just got my magazine this morning. so and I you're loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, tell me, what are your highlights? My highlights, obviously the Kelly Kumala story. Yeah. I love the Tamey's controlling mom. Uh-huh. That's my favorite piece. Uh-huh. I think um, a lot of women who are married would um, love to read the story. <laughs> it's very empowering. And then um, the reality of obesity. I know. And, you know, much as we are celebrating fuller figures, but when does it become dangerous? You know, Matt, 
when you look at the story, statistics of obesity just in South Africa are very, very high. We should start by teaching our children mm. to eat healthy, to go out and play. I mean, my son sits on the couch every day and just watches TV. Mm. I mean, we as parents have to encourage our kids because it's, that's there. It's not just about us as adults. Yes, as adults, we've got, um, you know, bad health choices, but it's, it's a serious problem. People are dying. And is, is, it, is it about not exercising, not looking after oneself, or is it about our, our eating habits? It's the eating habits. It's the not exercising, just our lifestyle choices, the mm. takeaways that we eat on a daily basis because we just, you know, are too busy to get home and cook a meal for the family. Mm. So I can just go via McDonald's and get takeaways. Why not? People will eat and they will go to bed and sleep and we're all fine. But it, it starts there with us making those healthy choices, mm-hmm. with us going for a jog in the morning. You know, even a walk, a five-minute walk, mm-hmm. it, it will help. But mm-hmm. we don't. But because what do we do? We blame our jobs. If I have to be at work at 7 o'clock in the morning, where do I get the time to exercise in the morning? But we have to stop the excuses. We just have to. Okay. Something you're dealing with as, as well, and I let people go and get the magazine to read about obesity and how they can change, especially their children's lives. But something that I, I liked a lot is how we never know how to accept praise. When somebody says you look good, we, we're kind of not sure what to say. Oh, when you, um, I like your shoe, we we almost say, oh, that's an old one, you know. Yes, I just um, I just got it from China Mall, you know. <laughs> it's a hand-me-down from my sister. It's, that's that's what we do. But you know, you get because when when you start saying, oh, thank you, I bought that for two thousand rand, mm-hmm. we look at you in a certain way. And like, oh, I shouldn't even have praised that shoe, (laughs) you know. But the thing is, the reality is that people we're just not used to, we don't know how to take compliments. And in this article we're saying, you know, compliments are a good thing. Mm. If someone is complimenting you, it's not that they're criticizing your shoe. Sometimes you look at a compliment and you, you want to decipher it and you're thinking, oh, what did that person mean? It's just a compliment. Just say thank you. Yeah, because, you know, and, and, and we wonder why things don't happen, good things don't happen for us that we want, because yes. we always deny when we have the money. But you say, ah, oh, I don't have money, well. and yet you do. Yeah, isn't it because of society, most of the time what you see is criticism. Mm-hmm. What you hear is criticism. So now when someone says something nice, you're like, oh, really? You know, we want to look maybe 20 times before we say, okay, thank you, because it is a beautiful shoe. It is, huh? Yes. Now, what else can we look forward to in the magazine for those that haven't got this copy? Um, If you're in a relationship, definitely look for the monster-in-law. You know, when you have those um, mothers-in-law or you're still just in a relationship, you're not even married, and then she comes over to your house and she moves things around, your teaspoons were sitting on the left-hand side, they're now on the right-hand side. You know, the mom who's controlling and the boy always goes to mommy. Mm. Exactly. (laughs) We're now saying, let's stop 
now you are in control you as a partner how do you do it gently not to affect your relationship with your you know it's it's all about talking to your partner as well making him understand that um I know you're raised by your mother. I know these are the values and beliefs you have in your home. But we are starting something together now. Hmm. So, and what if it's your mother? Pardon? What if it's your mother, the woman's mother? What if it's... The woman's mother that is, is, is the bothersome one in a relationship. You know what? The, the partner also has to raise it hmm. because... Um, possibly I do things the way my mom did them. Mm. And for me, that's, that's okay. And when she comes over, I don't see her changing things because I'm used to her ways. But my husband can see something else mm. completely. If he doesn't tell me, then I wouldn't know that there's anything wrong. But most of the time, I'm not taking sides here. <laughs> I understand. But most of the time, it's his mother. Okay. It's okay. his mother who comes in and wants to change things because sometimes they feel, oh, you're not even feeding my son healthy meals. Mm. Oh, you're not there, you know, to cook for him. You're not there to do this for him. Now he has to wash his own pants. Mm. He should be able to wash his he own pants. He should be able to wash his own pants yes. if he was well brought up. Then. Yes, and when you look at it, women these days, we travel a lot because of work. We are gone from home. Sometimes a week you're attending meetings at the head office in Cape Town. You're there. You're traveling overseas. You're not there. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean someone should take over your house when you're not there. Now, a a very good story about how not all celebrities were born celebrities. They worked hard at it. That's another inspiring story. I, I, I really enjoyed reading that um reading that story when our writer submitted it because it's it's it was our way of saying you know when when you look at people and you think oh they've got a glamorous life this mm. person is famous now mm. it's not because they just woke up one day and got there mm. they did a lot of things before they got there they worked hard it's all about hard work if you want the glory at the end of the day this is where you start. I mean, you've got singers um, who, have, uh, my name, the name escapes me, but he was working in cleaning toilets at a restaurant mm. when a song of his was playing on radio. Oh, wow. You know, it's, 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 it's something that we all have to do. We start at the bottom, but these days, when you look at our youth, it's, people just want to have it all now. And I love the story of successful mom and daughter, Diana Ross's daughter. Oh, that's a beautiful story, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I love her. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. She's so beautiful. She looks like her mother. She does, eh? And yeah. her mother still looks gorgeous. I'm not sure how old she is now, but still looks absolutely She still amazing. looks beautiful. And we never, we never actually ever knew whether that was her hair or not, eh? She's always had this hair, this mane of wonderful, bouncy hair. But look outside, there are a lot of people walking around with that hair. You know, know. it's not there. And it's the in thing, the big hair. Yeah, the big hair. What do you think of the big hair? The big hair is back, and I think it looks absolutely wonderful. It, it just looks absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Mpumi, and, and for, for standing in for your editor. Thank and, you so much. And we love her. Thank you for a, a gorgeous magazine. Thank you for the opportunity as well, Mama. All right, Sudi. Goodbye. Okay, bye-bye.
are dealing with so many issues, but Kelly Comano looks like a bombshell um, on on the cover, and they have an exclusive story uh, on Kelly Comano, the night that changed her life and almost lured her back to drugs. And she says she had to pick herself up. Hmm. And, of course, obesity is what they're dealing with and uh, more. How to accessorize your swimwear and uh, makeup and more. And, of course, tame his controlling mom and win your man back. That sounds like the all-important story that they're dealing with. When we come back after news, we still have to uh, speak with Anna Rich, senior editor of uh, Fair Lady magazine, uh, Sheena Adams, deputy editor of Destiny magazine, and then Nawal Nolwazin Zuli, CEO of Quenta Media and founding editor of SA's uh, of Africa, still to come on the show. But first, it's time for news headlines with Sir Utsile Salko. Thanks, Shadow. Good afternoon. South Africa plans to build another well, solar park um, we, in the Northern Cape to... to produce an additional 1,500 megawatts. Standard Bank's Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, fell to a 14-month low at 47.9 points in September from 49.3 points in August. And the murder trial against Nico Hiening has been postponed until June next year in the Pretoria High Court. Hiening is accused of organizing the murder of his estranged wife, Chanel Hiening, in November 2011. Details at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. And I'm now joined by Anna Rich, uh, who is on the line. Hello, Anna. Hi, Shadow. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very well, thank you. Usually it feels like, you know, just a moment ago that I spoke to you. Last, I know. But not this time, actually, I know. for me. I don't know what's going on. But yeah. listen, I, I, you've got my favorite girl on the cover, Drew Barrymore. Oh, right. Yes, she, she is very lovely. Yes. So I mean, she's very... Sweet and lovely about her, yeah. There is. She's she's just like the girl next door. Yes, yeah. I yeah. can't believe she's a mom. Firstly, because yeah. she still does amazing work. Yeah. But there's something about what she does in her own life that I really want to learn about because it, she's so grounded. I, yeah. I I really I really thank you for putting her on the cover. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't too sure about the film that she starred in, um, you know, uh, recently that uh, with Adam Sandler um, it was set in South Africa. I, I just uh, thought um, it didn't portray us completely well, you know. Well, I haven't seen it, thankfully. <laughs> oh, okay. But, you know, it's sort of uh, the way Americans see Africa mm. is quite stereotypical often. But uh, anyway, it was it was fun besides that. Yeah, blended it was. Yeah. No, fantastic. Yeah. Um, 36 questions that lead to love. I need to know these questions. Oh, great. <laughs> um, uh, then you... you well placed in having the magazine in front of you. I'm so glad you zoned in on that because um, I just think it's really interesting um, and um, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, some news you can use. Um, have, been, have they been tried and tested? Yes. Um, it, it basically, uh, some social psychologists did a study whole 20 years ago, um, and um, they came up with. They, they basically were tr- looking at. Um, how you can become close to another person. So they took strangers, put them in a lab, and they sort of came up with, um, you know, 36 penetrating questions um, for them to ask one another. Mm-hmm. And they found that it actually did, in a very short period of time, 
make the people feel very close to one another. So it's not it's not just about love. It's about any sort of relationship. Mm. If you sort of sit down and you go through these 36 questions, the outcome does seem to be that you will feel a sense of closeness or greater intimacy and like the person better. Um, you know, so so it's useful, you know, in any kind of relationship. Uh, of course, whether if you can get the other person to sit down with you mm-hmm. and um, go through the questions <laughs> is uh, just another matter um, altogether. But um, and also with them not uh, not understanding what your intentions are with the questions. I think I think the point is that well, I mean, you probably could take some questions and 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 sort of use them. You know, just I mean, they're, they're sort of. Some are obvious, some are not that obvious. You know, some of them are quite typical sort of questions. The first, there's three sets in the city six, and, and, you know, some of them might seem a bit silly. So, I mean, you could do whatever you wanted with them. You could just pick and choose ones that you could throw into a conversation. I mean, it's not, a, there's no prescription here, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I tried it with a couple of friends of mine, and we didn't get very far at all. Um, you know, there's always time, and, um, but it, it just, Sort of elevated the conversation. Um, we didn't start at any. We just started where we felt like, and it was just. Um, it was a really, really positive experience. That uh, you know, just um, it, it, it's, it's that sort of thing about delving a bit more deeply, possibly. Mm. You know, mm. although as I say, some of the questions are quite sort of trite and flip, but. Um, but um, well, there, we listed them in the magazine, so yes. um, you know we got permission to run them, so they're all there, and um, you know people don't have to; they can do what they want with them, and just using a couple to chat to people that you love um, is probably very useful too. This should come get a, a direct response immediately. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone, and yeah. why haven't you told them yet? Yeah, <laughs> yes, you, you've picked on a pretty, yeah, more yeah. one of the more intense ones. Yes. Yeah. yes, yeah, no, that should get an immediate answer. Yeah, let's talk about the ketogenic diet. Okay, um, what yes. is that? Um, well, of course, everyone has the banting is the word on everyone's lips, mm-hmm. and um, this is. Banting on steroids, maybe, except they wouldn't want to talk about steroids at all. But um, basically, it, what I'm trying to say is that it's it's sort of um, a more extreme form of of banting when you get into uh, ketosis. And I'm I'm not really an expert mm-hmm. on it at all. Um, but um, uh, earlier this year, there was a conference. Um, you know, Noakes and a whole lot of uh, experts from the U.S. and Britain were here um, presenting. Um, on this sort of whole business of um, high fat and low carb. Mm-hmm. And um, this man, Dr. Fetke, was uh, out from America. And um, he actually has cancer and he has been on a ketogenic diet and he has found it helpful. Not for one minute does he say that, um, you know, you can abandon sort of this sort of usual sort of therapy routes for cancer. He has mm-hmm. chemo, radiation, that sort of thing. He has mm-hmm. a brain tumor. But um, he he is in remission and he sees the ketogenic diet as something that is, um, you know, contributing to his treatment. Well, yeah. I can see a lot of interest around it um, coming up 
and people can can try it for themselves and you know do more research around it. But I think it's an important one that you brought on, especially this month, which is um, Cancer Awareness Awareness Month. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I, I yeah. call it just Cancer Awareness because it's not just breast cancer, oh, but no, all all cancers yes, that yeah, that we're yeah. dealing with. And yeah. you, you've covered. I, I think this contributes immensely to it. Yes. Yes. And but I, again, I just want to stress that you know it, it shouldn't be seen as as the the solution or the you know the, the answer or the only thing to do of course, you know of course but um, yeah but it's certainly interesting and um, uh, I imagine in conjunction with your medical practitioner it could be something you know it would be interesting for them to take a look at um, what this doctor has had to say you know. Um, so, yeah. Apparently, apparently, my, my producer tells me my technical producer says uh, the diet is a high-fat, adequate protein, but is used primarily to treat difficult to control ep- epilepsy, refractory epilepsy in children. Yes, well. yes. I mean, again, there, there've been a you know the whole thing about all of this is is um, I don't think we're yet at the the stage of you know there is this definitive study that shows this is but there, but there's sort of mounting evidence um, you know more and more sort of Anecdotes and anecdotes are, are, are not, you know, they sort of don't prove anything. But you know, there just definitely seems to be a sort of tide. Um, actually, I think the, that what you've mentioned in particular, I think there is probably, um, I, I don't remember now, just off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. um, I think there is actually um, sort of evidence um, that, that that does work. Um, so, um, so yeah, yeah, I think yeah. if, if uh, people are suffering with epilepsy or their children are, then um, you know, it's also something. Sort of um, consider. worth considering. Yeah, yeah, consider everything you need to know about menopause and hormone therapy. I mean, that is a big mm. subject. Mm. Well, uh, that's quite a big promise. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure it exactly delivers on that. But the thing is that um, uh, when it comes to hormones, apparently a hormone replacement therapy is not the accurate term. It's hormone therapy, um, but um, it is that. That's what it's referring to basically, and. Um, I think that a lot of women um, at that sort of age, um, uh, you know, they might wonder whether they should do hormone therapy or not. And, and there's this sort of um, association with breast cancer. And um, there's, there's a, you know, there's a reason that there is that perception, mm. which this um, article goes into, amongst other things. And um, it basically shows that, you know, like it's down to a sort of, misinterpretation of some evidence from a huge study that was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, people basically have the wrong end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Um, At so least they can read all about it in, in yes. this month's Fair Lady. Thank yes. you so much, Anna, for talking to us. Thank you. For and all the best. Hey? Thank you so much. You Take too. care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, now we're going to look at Destiny magazine with uh, Sheena Adams, who is... Uh, uh, of Destiny Magazine, yes. And she is on the line. Sheena? Yes, hi, Shadow. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. And yourself? You know, I, I almost always want to be in business when I get Destiny Magazine. Because oh, that is exactly the outcome we no, would like. Exactly. <laughs> I want to start my own business or go on, on some cause, short cause, to just become a better, more successful woman. And because when you see all of them, all these wonderful stories of how women are really working hard out there and, and claiming their space. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I was thinking, I was feeling so grateful yesterday. I was listening to um, a couple of colleagues having a conversation. Well, I shouldn't say colleagues, a couple of acquaintances having mm-hmm. a conversation about how they don't feel their children have a future in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And feeling so grateful for interacting with the kinds of women that we do on Destiny because there is an imminent future here for all of us. Oh, I'm so, I'm so confident of that. I think, you mm-hmm. know, that my, and, and thank you for bringing them to our attention because, you know, if you're not in that industry, if you're not out there, uh, you don't know they exist. You don't Absolutely. know that they're doing such amazing things. Absolutely, and contribute to the kind of sense of optimism that we all need. So, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know Nomkita Mweni from anywhere, but yes, she is. Yes, she is, exactly. And, I mean, this is partly an answer to to people who've been asking us readers for, for faces that they aren't familiar with. So she would be the first of many. Yeah. And I think what's so amazing about her is that she's been sort of head down building up these billions in assets under management at Barclays for so many years um, and not blowing her own horn. And now we've given her an opportunity to do so. And she speaks so unapologetically about the power of women yes. in growing a company's bottom line, which a lot of other women execs haven't done to us previously. And here she is talking about Wendy Lucas Ball and, of course, Maria Ramos mm. and how that power of women has, has contributed to them uh, like a 9 billion rand increase in assets and the management. So, yeah, just an unapologetic nature in, 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 you know, talking about how, how women on boards do increase your profits, I think, was, was really gratifying to hear. But you also don't leave it there. You also tell us what we can look like if we tried. I mean, that hair, the, the, the feature on hair and, and clothing and all of those kinds of things, you really do put pressure on, hey? Well, yeah, like um, Sonia Booth in fashion, for instance, we did a little thing different where she's just come out with this entrepreneurial book about how to grow your business and lots of of inspirational nuggets. And we've tried to incorporate that into the fashion spread this month. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So, yeah, I mean, also a little bit of substance in the fashion pages, which we like to do now and again. Uh, but also a little bit of fun. I mean, there's like lots yes. of sort of glitz and glam on your uh, eyelids on the beauty pages. Who, who so. is that girl? She is absolutely beautiful. Isn't she stunning? <gasps> yeah. Um, oh, goodness. She put it in a spot. I, I know, but find out and, and give us a name because she is absolutely beautiful. Her skin is gorgeous. No, she is I stunning. need to know how. She, she can't be more than 12, though, can she? What's her name? <laughs> v. V at boss is what it says. Beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. Well, on that I note, thank you so much for chatting to us, and thanks for an inspiring magazine again. Oh, thank you so much, Shadow. Okay, you take care. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Beautiful, beautiful. Get destiny. And look look at that girl. You know, they they do an eye feature, and she's on there looking absolutely beautiful. Another beautiful girl who's going to talk to me now is Nawal Nolwazin Zuli. She'll talk to us after this. Show's so good, we won't blame you if you can't pick a favor. favor. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Shadow Twala on SAFM. Now, well, no losing Julie. Hello. Hello, Shadow. It's so warm and so hot in Johannesburg. You just don't want to be here. Oh, no. We, we're still waiting for spring in Cape Town. Oh, you guys are Europe. <laughs> I've told you before. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, um, you've zoned in, obviously, on breast cancer, uh, which is a real threat to women under 40, you say. Yes. 
Now, why specifically women under 40? If you look at this, it's becoming a serious threat. Mm-hmm. If, um, you know, you look at uh, page 40, I think we've gone to town about it. Mm-hmm. We've got a bit of a challenge, I think, as, as a nation. You will think that the challenge is only faced, uh, you know, the, the developing countries. It's about 6%. But you look at in South Africa, it has increased. Not 6%. Compared to other developing countries, in South Africa, it's 16%. That is worrying. And the challenge, I think, that we have as a country is that we still trapped in in this mindset that it is a disease that attacks or that targeted to your older generation, maybe mm. above 40. Mm. And with the challenges that we have as a country of delayed sort of like pregnancy and mothering and stuff. It puts all the, tw- uh, the under tw- the twenties and the thirties in the comfort zone, but I don't actually have to worry much. And again, it's not only that; it sort of like triggers the fears of the unknown. Mm. If I go check and I find that there is a lump, what am I going to do? So, which means now I've got actually to forget about you know pregnancy. I've got to because it's going to mess up my whole fertility. Um, it's going to mess up my ovaries. It's going to mess up my breast and my looks and my everything. So, what do we do? Us, the under 20 and us, the under 30, we sort of like create this comfort zone, which is the cradle of comfort, mm. and say, don't check up. What we need, especially this month, Shadow, we need to do a drastic intervention mm. to the younger, especially the under, the under 20, the under 30. And the, the under 40s, mm. they should be our key targets because it, 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 the, the statistics shows that those are the targets currently, and we don't do the checks. You look at a woman my age that hasn't done. I normally do my own examination, mm. you know, which is not enough. I should have done it hundred times, maybe. But we need to really take this seriously. Mm. And it's not just a call to Nawal. It's a call to every woman out there. If you've got a daughter who has got uh, a breast, let that little girl start now to really do the self-examination, to look for the lump. And it's hard, again, when you don't have a, you know, when you haven't actually uh, breastfed or, you know, everything Mm. is still firm and tight. Mm. And it becomes a bit tricky then to feel the lumps during that time. This is actually what the professor says. No, then then every woman should really know to go and get tested at at all costs, really. Absolutely. Mm. So, you know, the the, the professor, you know, from the University of Stellenbosch says, this is actually a big challenge, especially in South Africa. We've got actually to have this serious intervention to say, how do we increase the awareness, especially to the 20s and the 30s, mm. you know, and, and, and be aggressive because this thing is now aggressive to the women under the age of 40. The lack of, you know, information and uh, maybe the lack of sort of like creating that excitement and awareness around it. We still look at it as, no, it's probably my mother, my aunt, and not thinking that it could be my daughter. And the other thing, if it's a disease that is in the family, especially with us, you know, black community, we still have a challenge because our grandmother, if you ask me now, now while your grandmother died a couple of years ago, how did she die? I'll just say she was sick because that's what my mother told me. But we never got into the deep what 
really killed my grandmother. Because if I know that my grandmother had cancer, then I will immediately think, okay, it's in the family. Mm. So it's a challenge. Mm. So half of us, we don't really know because, well, she's old, you know, she needs to be sick, and then she will eventually die. And now we need to really find out, is cancer in the family? And if it's in the family, what does it mean to me and you? Mm. Do you know, the other attraction for me on, on, on this issue is uh, you, you highlight the story of drug mules, and I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think we talk about it enough, and I think everybody must go and read, especially, again, if you have a daughter, because women are the, the most targeted as far as uh, drug trafficking is concerned, and as mules specifically. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, before, phew, we're almost running out of time, but I hate the way I look. What is this thing, dysmorphic disorder? It is, uh, I hate how I look, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a disorder and most women are not aware about it um, because it's less communicated, I think, and you find that you are trapped into that box and you are one of the walking, you know, sick individuals that has got or suffer from that disorder. And you could probably just think about it now, that how many people do all sorts of changes, you know, probably I don't like the color of my skin, I think I'm just too black you know, uh, to be bold and mm. bright and smart, mm. you know, then the next thing, what do you do? You actually have to, you know, change whatever that you're not happy about. But we've got actually a lot of women. And um, it starts, it's something that actually starts, you know, at, at any age. And it's all about, again, how do we encourage our young girls? If you've got a young girl that gets teased, Listen to that girl, how they tease her at school. No, you're just skinny, you know. And probably she doesn't augur well to her. Now, how do you change that negativity around her? There's actually a one little girl that came to visit my daughter, which is just something very interesting. And she's complained about something. I said, oh, really? But you're the most intelligent girl. Do you know that? You always get 100%, 100%. And she looked at it differently now because she knows now that she's the brightest girl. Mm-hmm. So it's all about how also do we, you know, motivate and encourage our girls. Because wow. it's out there and how do we sort of like diagnose that at the early stage for you to be able to deal with it, you know, um, and, and really seek uh, 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 assistance. Well, it's called dysmorphobia. It's called dysmorphobia, yes. Fear, um, fear of deformity. You know, order, absolutely. Wow. Well, thanks for bringing it to us, Noel. And as usual, well done. Nice nice uh, topics on the magazine. And, of course, Nandim Goma, absolutely looking gorgeous. She is. She is. Absolutely, she is. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a World Teachers Day today. And, you know... Thumbs up to all the great teachers there that needs to be celebrated. Oh, yes. And uh, let's keep celebrating. If it was not the teachers that me and you were exposed to that really shared the journey with us, we wouldn't actually be having this conversation today. We wouldn't actually be writing all this great I stories. salute my teacher as we speak because I had, I had my favorite ones as well. So to all the teachers, happy Teacher's Day. Absolutely. Thank absolutely. you, Noel. Thank, thank you, so you much. and have a great day too. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Lovely. Bye-bye. Bye. Those were the magazines, Essays uh, of Africa, we spoke with, Destiny Magazine, Fair Lady, True Love, uh, uh, Good Housekeeping, and Marie Claire. Do go and pick them up. They've got lovely stories to share, and I always often look forward to this week when I get all these magazines, just to, you know, be in touch with what's happening out there. It is now time for our children's program, Nalibali.